0: Berkeley, it, I have a dream. I got a dream. Are you wanting support to resolve conflicts in your life? Do you wish you were better at creating a peaceful and just world? On Talk Out Radio Sundays from 7 to 8 p.m., we offer the skills of self-compassion, effective communication, and creating understanding across differences. Come listen, call in and practice with us. Talk it out. Talk it out. Talk It Out Radio Sundays, 7 to 8
1: p.m. on KPFA. And again, you are listening to 94.1 KPFA and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz, and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3.30. We continue with Cover to Cover and Jack Foley. Thank you Erica yes indeed this is the usually the Jack Nina show it's the first wednesday of the month but Nina had recently had surgery and she's recovering nicely Hooray for doctors but she was unable to participate in a live way in today's show if you heard the last half hour you heard her participating in a recorded way several times and uh, it was wonderful to hear her voice and we wanted to wish her A happy birthday, because her birthday is at the beginning of September. What we're going to now is an old story I wrote. It's in my book, The Tiger and Other Tales, along with many other prose pieces. And uh, this story is called The Monst, and it goes back to the childhood of my son and Adele's son, Sean. Our kid, you know. And families have relationships. Families have bargains. Families have a lot of things that they do. This story will bring you into that world in a fanciful way. It's called The Monst and it's CD3. This story is from my new collection, The Tiger and Other Tales. It was published by Sagging Meniscus Press and it's available. You can get it through Amazon. The name of the story is The Monst, and it has a little superscription from Rosamund Purcell's book, Special Cases, The Ground Slips When the Monster Comes Along. The D.D.D. monster was worried. He wanted very much to be a part of the family he was living with, but he wasn't sure exactly where he fit in. Most families have mothers, fathers, children, relatives, dogs, cats, goldfish... But monsters? How did monsters fit into a family? He tried to calm himself by extending his forefinger and poking it gently into the sofa three times while saying D-D-D, which is how he got his name. Nobody, including the monster, knew why he said D-D-D and poked things. He just said it and poked. Usually he liked to do this very much, It made him feel very good, so he tried again, D-D-D, but it didn't help. He was still worried. The astronaut often assured the monster that he was cared for, and the monster always believed the astronaut, but the monster wanted more than assurance. He wanted to be a real member of the family, just as the astronaut was. The astronaut's father, Jack, would call the astronaut Big Boy or My Son. Who was there to call the D.D.D. monster such names? Maybe monsters didn't have families. Shut up, D., said the astronaut, walking into the room. That was the astronaut's way of greeting the monster. The monster liked it because it meant the astronaut had noticed him. Usually the greeting made the monster say something, but today he was more than usually sad. Thank you, Sean, he said. He always thanked the astronaut when the astronaut told him to shut up, but he said nothing more. What's the matter, Monst? asked Sean, who noticed the monster's sadness. Wah! said the monster. I'm not a member. Ma- Member of the family? Why? Sean poked the monster to cheer him up. D D D. He said. Usually this made the monster feel very good, but today it didn't seem to work. I tell you what, monster," said Sean. "Let's go ask Jack whether you're a member of the family." The story, we're having a little trouble with the CD here. So I'm going to go live with this and read you the story. I have it here. It's in the book. I tell you what, Monst, said Sean. Let's go ask Jack whether you're a member of the family. He'll be sure to know. So the astronaut and the monster went in search of Jack, the astronaut's father. The problem here was that Jack really didn't know whether the monster were a member of the family. The monster looked quite a lot like Jack. In fact, he looked almost exactly like Jack, but that didn't necessarily qualify him as a member of the family. The world, after all, has many people who look a great deal like us, but they aren't necessarily related to us. Jack had no idea where the monster had come from. One day, he was simply there, that's all, walking around in his funny, rolling way and poking people while saying, d d Jack's wife, Adele, wondered whether that was some sort of code, but it didn't seem to be. So when the monster and the astronaut approached Jack to ask him their question, he didn't really know how to answer. Well, said Jack, you do look quite a bit like me. yeah, yeah said the monster excitedly. And people who look like you are often related to you. Yeah, 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 said the monster. But then people who look a lot like you are sometimes not related to you at all. Oh, said the monster, becoming considerably less enthusiastic. So while there's a good chance you're related to me, look, said the astronaut, suddenly having an idea. "'We have a dog. "'Isn't the dog a member of the family?' "'Why, yes,' said Jack. "'Certainly the dog is a member of the family.' "'And we have a goldfish,' said the astronaut. "'Isn't the goldfish a member of the family?' "'Of course he is,' said Jack. "'Yeah, yeah,' said the DDD monster, brightening a little.' Well, we also have a monster, said the astronaut. Isn't the monster a member of the family? Why, yes, said Jack. I hadn't looked at it that way. Yes, he is. Monst, said Sean. You're the family monster. Yeah, yeah, said the monster. Kind of like the family dog, said Sean, only better because we don't have to walk you. Yeah, 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 said the monster. Well, that's settled, said the astronaut. Monst, would you like me to D-D-D you? Yeah, yeah, said the monster. And so Sean put his finger and poked the monster in his tummy, saying d d Thank you, thank you, Sean, said the monster. Thank you for proving I'm a member of the family. Sean smiled and said, shut up, D. And for once... The monster showed up. Editors note, it is not certain whether the DDD monster has to be walked or not. Today the monster decided to write a poem. He was rather a formal monster and he decided to make it a formal poem. He decided he would write a haiku. The astronaut had learned about haiku at school and he had carefully instructed the DDD monster in how to do it. The first line is five syllables, said the astronaut. The second line is seven syllables. And the third line is five syllables. Again, it's easy. But it wasn't so easy for the monster. The problem was that he could go to three pretty easily. His DDDs were like that. But getting to five and then seven was much harder. He tried and he tried. Finally, the astronaut Helped him. This was the haiku he produced. It is all in capital letters. D, 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 D. D, 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 D. D, 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 D. Everyone congratulated him. So, with another mighty effort, he produced still another haiku. This one has one small letter amid the capitals. D, 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 That, however, was the end of the DDD monster's career as a poet. The DDD monster was disturbed again. He was looking for his opinion. He knew he had one but he wasn't quite sure what or where it was. He thought it might show up if he just looked hard enough. He knew it would be a good opinion. What's the matter, monst? asked the astronaut. I am looking for my opinion, said the monster. Looking for your opinion, eh? said the astronaut. Any idea where you might have left it? No, said the monster. Jack was talking to someone, and he turned to me, and he asked... Monst, do you have an opinion? And what did you say? I said, of course I had an opinion. I was sure that every monster had an opinion. Uh-huh. And now you can't find it? Yeah, yeah, said the monster. Do you think you can help me? Well, now, I just might be able to, said the astronaut. Come with me. The astronaut led the monster into the kitchen... And opened the refrigerator door, he reached in, got out some chocolate ice cream. He put some in a bowl for the monster, and some in a bowl for himself. Well said the astronaut. Do you like that d Oh, yes, said the monster. Would you say it was very good? asked the astronaut, finishing up his portion. Oh, yes, said the monster. Well, then, said the astronaut, that's your opinion. That's it, said the monster. That's it, said the astronaut. If someone asks you for your opinion, you can say, I think chocolate ice cream is very good. That's my opinion. Oh, thank you, said the monster. Think nothing of it, said the astronaut. What was my opinion again, asked the monster. Very good, said the astronaut. Oh, yeah. The monster was very happy. That was his opinion. Oh, now I understand, said the little girl in the schoolyard to Jack. You are the D.D.D. monster. No, no, I'm not, said Jack, who'd been telling her about the monster's activities. I just look a lot like him. The question of the D.D.D. monster's identity was a thorny one around the Foley household. After all, Jack reasoned, just because someone looks like you doesn't make him the same as you. You are the DDD monster, said the little girl, unmoved by Jack's assertion. We'll ask Sean about that when he gets here, said Jack. Soon the astronaut appeared. Sean, said his father, tell Mary here who the DDD monster is. You are the DDD monster, said Sean. I thought so, said Mary triumphantly as she ran off to join her mother, who had just arrived. Sean, said Jack, waving to Mary's mother. How can you say that? Do I go around poking people with my fingers? Do I go around with a bewildered look on my face? Do I sing doo-doo-doo all the time? No. How can I be the D-D-D monster? You play the DDD monster, said Sean. Play the monster, said Jack, as if this were the most ridiculous thing he had ever heard. We'll see when we get home. At home, the monster was walking around with a bewildered look on his face. He was singing his favorite song, which went doo-doo-doo. His forefingers were extended, and he was preparing to give Sean and Jack a welcoming DDD when Jack said... Monst, people have been saying that you and I are the same. The same, said the monster. Yes, the same. It's a rumor that's been going around. Why, even Sean here. You think I'm Jack, said the monster to Sean. "Uh, Not exactly, said Sean. I think Jack is you. Oh, said the monster, somewhat puzzled by this. I think Jack plays you, said Sean. Jack plays me, said the monster. I thought he played the guitar. Yes, he does play the guitar, answered Sean patiently. But he also plays you. Do I sound like the guitar, asked the monster, who was beginning to get very perplexed. No, not much, Sean admitted. I mean, Jack plays you the way an actor plays a role. They had had roles for breakfast that morning, so the monster was naturally a little confused by Sean's turn of phrase. I thought Jack ate his rolls this morning. Yeah, yes, he did, said Sean. You should never play with your food, said the monster, seriously. No, no, said Sean, you shouldn't. Monster... You're a part, Jack plays. I'm a part, said the monster. No, I'm right here. Monster, said Sean, exasperated. You don't exist. Huh? Said the DDD monster. You see, said Jack, it's perfectly clear that we're separate people. It's as plain as the nose on your face. How could anyone make that mistake? Oh, all right, said Sean, tired. It had been a long day at school. All right, you're separate people. I'm Jack, said the monster. What, said Sean. I'm Jack, the monster repeated. Do-do-do, do-do-do. Doo. This is a very strange family, said Sean. Yes, said the monster, but it's a nice family, Nice but strange, thought Sean. In fact, Sean, said the monster, is there anything, anything you might like to say to me? Sean was at the end of his tether. He was really tired. He gave in. Shut up, Dee, he said wearily. Thank you, Sean, said the monster, smiling. And he immediately shut up. Let's say mean things about Jack, said the monster. All right, said the astronaut. But the monster couldn't think of a single mean thing to say. Monster, said the astronaut, you're pitiful. Thank you, said the monster. Shut up, Dee, said the monster, smiling said the astronaut, smiling on a sunshiny day. The monster smiled back. As usual, he began to talk. And I wrote this little coda for a dear friend named Ravi Prada, who is French, and he experienced the DDD monster as a child, and he asked me whether he could play the DDD monster for his child when he grew. It's in French. Le monstre bien range Rangé. after i read the French. Un jour, le monstre a décidé de visiter son grand ami de 20 ans, Ravi. Il a voyagé à la France, où Ravi demeurait. En France, le monstre est un peu renommé. Il est le plus grand monstre de, 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 de la France, aussi le seul. Le monstre était étonné de découvrir que Ravi n'était plus enfant. Ravi est homme et c'était marié à une très belle jeune fille qui s'appelait Christelle. Elle est comme cristal, pensait le monstre. Et Ravi et Christelle étaient les fiers parents de Lena, une belle enfant de presque deux ans. Par ma barbe, pensait le monstre, comme le temps court. Cool. Les enfants, Dieu devient les parents, et voilà, plus d'enfants. Mais le monstre, le monstre est toujours le monstre, ni, ni homme, ni parent, ni enfant. Ça, c'est très mystérieux pour la pauvre créature. Alors, il est le plus grand, mais personne ne le connaît. Est-il monstrueux, ce monstre? Non. Il n'est ni homme, ni bête. En vérité, c'était bizarre. Mais Ravi, grande amie du monstre, a dit, « Ça va, monstre, ça va. Ce n'est pas grand-chose. Tu es le monstre. Tu fais le de Tout est Tu es heureux. Heureux ?» a dit le monstre. « Je suis heureux. »« Mais oui, » a dit Ravi, avec un beau sourire. Mais oui, a dit le monstre. C'était vrai, il était heureux. Quelle visite, a dit le monstre. Il a donné un grand dédé à son ami français. Translation The Well Brought Up Monster One day the monstre decided to visit his great friend of twenty years, Ravi he traveled to France where Ravi lived. In France, the monster is a little bit known. He is the, quote, greatest monster of DDD of France, also the only one. The monster was astonished to discover that Ravi was no longer a child. Ravi is a man. He married a very beautiful young woman named Christelle. She's like crystal, thought the monster. And Ravi and Christelle were the proud parents of Lena, a beautiful child of nearly two years. By my beard, thought the monst, whose command of idiomatic French was a bit out of date. How time runs on. Children become parents, and then more children. But the monst, the monst is always the monst. Neither man, nor parent, nor child. That was very mysterious to the poor creature. He is the greatest, but no one knows him. Is he monstrous, this monster? No. He is neither man nor beast. In truth, it was bizarre. But Ravi, the monst's great friend, said, It's all right, monst, it's all right. It's no big thing. You are the monst. You go, D, D, D. You are happy. "'Happy?' said the monster. "'I'm happy?' "'Yes,' said Ravi, with a beautiful smile. "'Yes,' said the monster. "'It was true. "'He was happy. "'What a visit,' said the monster. "'And he gave a great big DDD to his French friend.' Now, that was my story, The Monst. It's from my book, The Tiger. and very different kinds of stories in it, all sorts of stories, and there are a couple of plays in it as well. I thought, because I was reading that, which reaches back into some time ago in my life, I'd play something that hadn't been played in a long while on the air, and it was, this is CD4, it's called Overture Chorus, and it's a performance with my late wife Adele, of one of our earliest choruses. Uh, it was called Overture because it was indeed an opening. We'll see if the machines are equal to this one. Overture, chorus.
0: That the hummingbird's wings are of a remarkable rapidity, he had noted often. Nothing could be done. The shift of his breathing. Had to begin. Twelve o'clock and he still hadn't had a... Dermal sensation. The block of the governor. Is therefore revealing. The muck of the plains. Living blues. A means of reversing. Whereof is so manifest. Such crooked, crooked paths, such ways this palace hides. Wit and power to study the travel. New adventures list he undertake. The way and its power. Leading to the outside. In the eyes of the law. A long time and ideas rise up. Toward, toward gratification. In Inhaling, exhaling, rise and fall I name that audacity, with him a hundredfold intellect does in the soul I name that audacity whose courage on man in the form that is, with the heavenly heart, excitations unbounded indolence, indolence and distraction directly the roots of, towards punishment towards, the origins and, such and matters, histories and of consciousness spaces, his bowels, dispatched from the earth by die, his brothers He began to breathe again, for a, a long time now token, I felt the void like the plague, a power, creating in the soul a craving of. The greatest force. Wild animals. Size of the altar. Indispensable for those who are to apprehend his meaning aright. Our most logical form, the syllogism. My like, consternation spread as the greatest force. And the big hat with the turquoise inlaid eye. At the bottom of her soul. Look mean it is the general. On the vermin of the house. Holding back. The lymphatic milk of fishes. Made in silence. Through the way. More literary than music, those so-called music. The swarming population. Low for this little while. Sugar cursey fish From the freshness of my eyes. Little boat and the smell of the revolver ready come old oh bird settle a moment experience anything a bullock wagon the tramp of feathers the thunder drop the white snake for a long time now I have felt the, the void, void like the plague. plague it is the revelation a, a formidable, formidable call, call to the forces that, forces that impel the mind we do, do not, not see it, it as it is but as it has, has been fashioned moving heads on rollers animated hieroglyphs a disinclination or resistance rolling eyes pouting lips muscular spasms mirror shoots sources limbs in a peer is burning. East, east is burning. The old man drew in a black spirit hugely against. In the flickering light again against. In the earliest march, courageous, far more astounding, astounding the days in which sweet Brian Nebraska no the highway, at the spring long, long at sunset, the your night in the skies. Who knows, the would-be merman, the foolish queens, queen, adventures while, while singing, when Peter Austers Jackson preached an old church, factory windows are always broken. I, this the is winters, the price I pay forever. For the light I shall someday yoga, see that And what if my body dies Of this small city, inland hugely. town But Drunk in tears, no bird, great beds of poppy, only asleep dissolved in thunder jars. No guardian, nine times battered to wear and weaving. Oh, keep him safe, reveal him whose he was and who he was. With the peak of the mountain and his bones were bold as the Egyptian ash ship on which she bore a child, clop, clop of horses, stored, assembled and disassembled. The startling impact of their loud bursts of noise as they arrive at unpredictable intervals of the stream. The lines which spread. The theater's alchemy. At night, anyway. In a tight net. The huge. When I saw that the light appeared, I was astonished. And again fell down, fell dead away. This is indeed the spirit of wisdom, the eastern source. Preserving their antiquity. For none of the pleasures I have is equal to what is given me. The lines which spread. The theater's alchemy. Some of these seem much older than was thought. God's imminence or indwelling in the world. A particularly searching theory of the Shekinah. The king on his throne followers developed in great detail most shameful sinners burned the process of creation burns there were two versions of it in genesis in short before all else entirely practical works of the chariot my hopes for the theater are strictly speaking idealized logos and vacuum innermost joy bound by love these are the manifestations the next morning i
1: communicated to my teacher lines that spread that was from some time ago, of course. My late wife Adele and me reading overture chorus. And those of you who've been following me know that I've become involved with someone else at this point, after her death. And the someone else is named Songi Land. And uh, I've written lots of poems for Songy. She is in my life. Is one of them. There's not quite enough time for me to read it. I'll just read the end of it of that poem. Wish, wish for structure, for structure, and, and cleanliness, cleanliness. Shy, shy, but with extraordinary, but with extraordinary capacity for listening, capacity for listening. Wish, wish for the holiness of the holiness of Buddhahood, of Buddhahood. Incredibly, incredibly passionate, passionate eyes, eyes. That's for my love, Songy Land. Thank you all for listening, and next month it'll be me and Nina. Happy birthday, Nina. David K. Johnson is the New York Times reporter, a Pulitzer Prize winner who wrote the recent biography The Making.